Hello, and welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Uh, Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan, and is led by Pastor Daniel White. Uh, Today we're going to be joining Pastor White as he continues his series on the family. So let's get out our Bibles and get ready to join Pastor White as he teaches us about God's plan for home and the family. For the past two weeks, we've been talking about spiritual leadership. We've been directing the messages toward the men of the church, but we know there's application there for you ladies as well. Last week, we talked about developing convictions and holding fast to the convictions that the Lord has given us, a true mark of spiritual leadership. Now, tonight, we're going to look at 12 marks of a spiritual man. And we can apply some of these to you ladies as well, okay? Verse 17, Philippians chapter 3, we're going to read through verse 21. Brethren, be followers together of me. Obviously, Paul was a spiritual man. He had all 12 of these marks of spiritual maturity in his life. Be followers together of me and mark them which walk, so as ye have us for an example. Every one of us as men need to be examples that our wives and our children and others can follow. For many walk, of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping. I believe he was being very honest there under the inspiration of the Spirit of God. The tears were flowing out of his eyes as he's writing this passage of Scripture. That they are enemies of the cross of Christ. I want to tell you something. There's a lot of enemies of the cross. He said there's many. So those who really want to live for the Lord and walk with the Lord, we will be few. But here is their end, verse 19. Whose end in destruction, whose God is their belly whose glory is their shame, who mind earthly things. They're carnally minded. For our conversation, the way we live our life, is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. We're looking forward to that day. Let's pray and let's just commit this evening to the Lord. Dan, would you pray for us, please? Amen. Twelve marks of a spiritual man and of a spiritual woman as well. Let's look at these tonight. First of all, and tonight, basically, I'm not going to say a whole lot. I'm just going to let the scriptures speak for themselves. I may add a few comments, obviously. But the first thing I want you to see tonight is that a spiritual man understands what is really important in life. He has the right priorities. Isn't it easy to get our priorities skewed? 
One of the ways you will see that your priorities aren't right is when you go to the doctor, you're not feeling well, and he tells you, I'm sorry, you have cancer, you have six months to live. Let me tell you, your priorities get snapped into shape right away. Amen? So a spiritual man understands what really is important in life. He has the right priorities. What did Paul say? For me to live is what? Christ. Would you say that's a good priority to have in life? I am living my life not for myself, but I'm living my life for Christ. To die is gain. Jesus said unto them, Thou love the Lord with all your what? Heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Don't you think that's a good priority to have is to love the Lord more than anything else? To live for him, to love him? And seek not what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink. We do that. Neither be of doubt for mine, for all these things that do the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. Now read the last with me there. Ready? But rather seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Wow, here we have living for Christ. We have loving him with all of our heart. And now, what are we seeking? We're seeking his kingdom. Here a few weeks ago, I talked about what the kingdom of God was, and that's simply his sovereign rule over all things. Seeking his rule over our lives. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 says this, Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be, what? Accepted. That word means well-pleasing. That we would live our life. That should be our priority. That we are going to please the Lord. So let me ask you a question. What are your three top priorities in life? Wouldn't it be interesting if we could all just get really, really honest tonight and go right down the row and share what your three top priorities are? I wonder what yours would be. What is your number one? Be honest. I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands or I'm not going to bring the microphone up there and say, tell us what it is. But what is it for you? What is your number one priority? You know, one of the ways to tell that, the Bible says, where your treasure is, there will your... What do you invest the majority of your time, your interest, your money... What is it invested in? Kind of show you where your heart is and what your priorities are in life. Really, this should be the number one priority. Would you all agree with that? But I think we also would have to agree that we struggle to keep that the number one priority. Seek ye first. Number one on the list. Let's go to number two. A spiritually... A spiritual man focuses on serving the Lord with the gifts, abilities, and resources that the Lord has entrusted to him. Now, is it true that some have more than others? Some people are much more gifted than others. But to whom much is given, what? Much is going to be required. 
But God has given all of us gifts. He's given all of us abilities. He's given all of us some resources. And he has entrusted those to us. And so a, a spiritual man is one who uses these things for the Lord. The Bible says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit. Doing what? Serving the Lord. It's our focus in life. How can I use that which the Lord has entrusted to me? How can I use it for him? How can I glorify and please him in the use of this? Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast and unmovable, always, and I underlined it, say it with me, abounding in the work of the Lord. Think about that, abounding, overflowing, the work of the Lord. So I guess I would ask you a question. What work did you do for the Lord today? And we said our number one priority needs to be seeking first the kingdom of God. And here we have serving the Lord with gifts, abilities, resources. How did you serve the Lord today? And he sat down and called the twelve and saith unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be what? That's not how the world thinks. Last of all, and say it with me, underlined, ready, the servant of all. Who did you serve today? Spiritual men, spiritual women, look for opportunities to serve others because as we're serving others, who are we really serving? We're serving the Lord. As much as you've done it unto the least, you've done it unto me. If any man, what? Serve me. Let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. Serve him. He's given us our gifts, our abilities, our resources. Let's serve him with them. I thought about this verse. What are we going to do when we get to heaven? We're not going to be sitting on a cloud playing a harp. You know what we're going to be doing when we get to heaven? exactly what the Bible says. We are going to be serving him day and in his temple. So I wonder what your job of service will be when you get to heaven. You know, if we're going to be doing that in heaven, don't you think it's a good idea to get a little practice in right now? So what did you do today to serve the Lord? Number three, spiritual men know how to get along with others. Isn't that a good one? They know how to get along with other people. Some people are just downright cantankerous. There's some people, they love to argue. They love to be ornery. They're just grumpy. Spiritual men know how to get along with others. Here's a great passage. Let me read it. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things. Don't be elevated in your pride. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of what? Low estate. 
get down with the dregs of society. Mm. Sunday. This is where the Lord is leading me. To preach on compassion. We all need more of it. And the Lord just, I mean, he moved my heart. I was just reading through the Gospels and read the story of the Good Samaritan. I'm telling you what, it spoke to me. The man who was overcome by thieves and left half dead. I want to tell you something. There's a lot of people in this world in need of help. Their lives are a mess. They are wounded. They are broken. Spiritual men know how to get along with people of low estate. They don't mind rubbing shoulders with them. Hmm. Be not wise in thy own conceit. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Get along with even those who do evil toward you. Get along with them. Provide things that are honest in the sight of what? All men. Get a, get a, listen, get along with everyone. Not only to the good and gentle, but also to the fraudward. If it be possible, it isn't always possible. Some people, you just can't get along with them no matter what you do. They love their misery. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, do your very best. Live peaceably with all men. Dear the beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I'll repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy, get along with your enemy. If he hungers, what? Feed him if he thirst. Give him drink, for in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Get along. Spiritual men know how to get along with others. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in what? Unity. Unity. I think this is why I was so touched with what happened with Aaron's dad. Because he left that church very bitter towards his pastor. And I know his dad very well. I'm going to tell you something. For his dad to get up and come to the altar with tears in his eyes and meet the pastor and get things right, I'm going to tell you, that's a work of God. Let me ask you a question. Is there someone that you just can't get along with because of your pride? It's a beautiful thing for God's people to dwell together in unity. If there therefore be any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercy, fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in what? Lowliness. So you can't get along with others unless you're humble. 
the lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. How can you not get along with someone like that? Look, not every man on his own things. That's a big problem we have. But every man also upon the things of others, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be what? Get along. Be reconciled to thy brother, and then come offer thy gift. Agree with thy adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him. Do you think God is concerned that we get along with each other? Honor what? Love the brotherhood. Fear God, honor the king. Servants, be subject to your master with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. For this is thankworthy, a man for conscience toward God, endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it when you're buffeted for your faults, you take it patiently, but when you do well and suffer for it, take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. For even here unto where you call, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should, what? Follow in his steps. Did Jesus do his best to get along with everybody? Now, they didn't all get along with him. But he sure did his best to get along with everyone. Theodore Roosevelt said this, the most important single ingredient in the formula of success is knowing how to get along with people. How many here have ever heard of uh, Earl uh, Nightingale? Okay, you have? Mom, I thought you'd raise your hand. He was, a, he was a radio host back in the 50s. Very popular. That's what he said. Getting along well with other people is still the world's most needed skill. With it, there is no limit to what a person can do. We need people. We need the cooperation of others. There is very little we can do alone. It's good. Number four. Spiritual men are able to hold down a job and handle money wisely. I always have Rejoice Radio playing in my office and there's a certain program that comes on there. It's called uh, Crosstalk. And uh, today they were just simply talking about our culture. Does anyone here listen to Rejoice Radio? talking about the culture and how our culture has changed. And this, this is what they said on this program. 75% of our young people today graduating from high school are socialist. 75% of our young people graduating from high school are socialist. Now you stop, you stop and ponder on that for a minute. That's a scary thought. They have rejected capitalism. They're embracing socialism. We see the Democratic Party headlong going that direction. Spiritual men know how to work. 
they also know how to handle money. Why is Dave Ramsey so popular? Why is he so popular? I think he's on more radio stations than, than anyone in America. Because people don't know how to handle money. Spiritual men know how to work. They know how to hold down a job. They don't have to worry about getting fired. And they know how to handle money wisely. A lot of scripture we could put up for this one. But notice that, those, that dirty phrase right there, work with your own hands. It's a dirty word. You talk to any employer. The number one issue they have is their employees. A lack of character, won't work. Those who do stand out like a shining beacon. Here's another nasty phrase. That if any would not work, neither should he what? Boy, that'll kill socialism in its tracks right there. There's another one. In all labor, there is what? There's profit. But the talk of the lips tendeth only to poverty. If any man provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath what? Denied the faith. What does the faith teach us? Work. And work hard. And handle your money wisely. Spiritual men do that. Jesus said, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in that which is much. He that is unjust in the least is also unjust in much. Give someone a little bit of responsibility. See what they do with it. If they can't do well with that, they're not going to do well with a big responsibility. And then he says this, if therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, talking about money, if you can't handle money wisely, who will commit to your trust to true riches? And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God in mammon. So a spiritually minded man, he works hard. The labor is worthy of his reward. There's profit in that. And then he's able to handle his money wisely. And he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. He knows how to handle money. The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the what? Don't borrow money. Just don't borrow money. Thou shalt not borrow. You want to get in trouble financially, just start borrowing. Actually, you know, the Bible says don't presume upon the future. 
You know not what you'll be on the morrow. When you borrow, you say, I'm going to pay back later what I don't have today. Honor the Lord with thy what? Sustenance. And with the first fruits of all thine increase. Handle your money wisely. Tithe. Give back to the Lord. That's a protection for us. Keeps us from being covetous. So are you working hard or are you hardly working, men? See that little old piggy bank there? Learn how to budget. So many, 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 many people. I can't tell. Come to my office, I print off a budget form. Here you go. Learn to live on a budget. You learn to live on a budget for several years, you can dump the budget because you've already developed that discipline. Number five. Spiritual men are morally pure. Give me an amen to that one. No matter how immoral our culture becomes, spiritual men and women remain morally pure. <sighs> Long passage here. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us, how you ought to walk and to please God, so you abound more and more. For ye know the commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus... For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from, what? Fornication, sexual immorality. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel of sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, a strong sexual desire, even as the Gentiles which know not God. That's just everywhere in the world, but it shouldn't be in us. Well, whosoever committeth adultery with a woman lacketh what? You know what that means? He's stupid. What a stupid thing to do. And then it says this, he that doth it destroyeth his own soul. Why is it, listen, especially you young people, I, I understand, I know how difficult it is to live morally in a very immoral world. But you got to do it. Marriage is honorable and all. That's it. Amen. Amen. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her committed adultery already in his heart. Vice versa for you women. So let's be very careful where we go online. Job, I have made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? Number six, spiritual men provide protection for their family. Why do we ever... Do we ever, ever, ever live in a time where men need to provide protection? (coughs) 
a homosexual woman just got elected mayor of Chicago, the third largest city in America. A rising star in the Democratic Party running for president is a homosexual man who's married to another man. And everybody is singing his praises. Wow, we need to buy protection. And this is one of the things that most young people don't like. But whether our children like it or not, we have to provide it. They may not accept it. They may run from it. They may despise you for exercising that protection. But before God, we have to protect our families. We have to. Proverbs. I think it's the first seven chapters all begins with my son, my son, my son, my son. Hear, hear, O my son, and receive my sayings. Solomon begged his son to listen to him. We need to instruct our children, giving them that protection through instruction. what he says at the end here. He says, avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. Get away from it. Now, again, our children don't always listen to us, but we need to tell them. I was going on and said, the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And I love this statement. It really encouraged me. And his children shall have a place of what? Refuge. Who were we with the other day? You're in the house all the time. Who were we with? We were talking about some of my kids, some of the grandkids were there. Trying to think of. But we were were talking about this and they were talking. Oh, I know. Matthew, I think it was you. Because you were going to go visit one of the bus kids. One of of our bus kids uh, just got run over by a car. And uh, they're going to be okay. uh, But they shattered their... Was it the femur? The femur shattered in all kinds of pieces and they're putting it all back together again. And he was drugged for some distance before they realized he was under the car. But we were talking there about our bus kids and some of the messed up homes. I'll tell you something. You young people that are here tonight. You better be thankful that you have a place of refuge. your mommy and daddy love you enough to try to provide some protection for you. It's what we're supposed to do. Protecting our families. Bringing them up in the what? Nurture and in the admonition of the Lord. The discipline and instruction of the Lord. Bringing them up. Giving them that protection that they need, turning the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers, giving them that protection that they need. 
We talk about protecting our wives. Cleave, leave, and cleave. Cleaving is a form of protection. You cleave to each other in love. Protecting each other's hearts. The Bible says that your wife, men, is, she's the what? Come on, talk to me. She's the what? She's the weaker vessel. And as a weaker vessel, she needs protection, whether she thinks she does or not. Our children need our protection. Our wives need our protection. We are to nourish them and cherish them. Nourish means to feed. Cherish means to protect. How many times have you seen this? God's structure of authority. Ladies and children, your father, your husband, is your God-given authority. As your God-given authority, he has tremendous responsibility before God. That's why we've spent, we spent three weeks talking to the, to the men. I'm going to spend one week talking to the ladies. That's next week. Tremendous responsibility, accountability before God. To stay under the Lord's umbrella of protection. The head of every man is God. Underneath the man is the woman, and the head of the woman is man. Does God want us to be protected? Yes. We, we have to understand that. We get under authority, we are protected. But here we have Satan, the roaring lion, walking round about. He can't get under, so he walks round about, seeking whom he may devour. Now, man, if he, if he can take the head out, he's got direct attack to the entire body. So he's after the head. Do you think he's after me? Is the bishop of the church? Yes. You think he's after our deacons? Our Sunday school teachers? He's after every one of us. Trying to get us to get out from underneath God-ordained authority because there he can devour us. And so let's just be wise and let's stay under the authority structures that God has put in place for us. Number seven, a spiritual man, he'll lead his wife and his children. He won't drive them. He will lead them. You can't drive sheep. Sheep will scatter if you try to drive them. You lead them. 
For the husband is the head of the wife. You lead them. The head leads. The one in the head leads. He's the leader. It's the front of the line. It says that the head of every man is Christ. The head of the woman is man. You lead them. He will command, the Bible said of Abraham, he will command his children, what? After him. He leads them. Do you all understand that concept? Don't drive, we lead. We take the spiritual leadership that the Lord has entrusted to us. We need to be praying men. We need to be men who have their own personal devotional time. That means you have to, see, you're not the preacher. You don't get paid to do it. That means you got to get up a little bit earlier. Maybe stay awake just a little bit longer. You need to, as we talked about last week, establish some biblical convictions in your life. You need to establish some biblical standards. Again, those are guiding lights that direct you in life. You need to cleanse your home. There are some things ought not to be in our homes. Family devotions. Giving your family spiritual direction. Discipling of your children. Meeting the spiritual needs of your wife. Enforcing biblical standards. It's one thing to have, it's another thing to say, nope, these will be followed in our home. Family ministries. Getting your family involved in serving the Lord. Can I tell you something? It is fun to serve the Lord. We take young people over to the Philippines. You know what? They're serving the Lord from the time their eyes open in the morning until the time they hit the pillow at night, and they're like, we had the best time ever. Why did they have the best time ever? Tired, sweaty, eating food they know not what of. I love it when a fish head pops up in the bowl of soup and they go. <gasps> and then you have some kid goes, I'm going to suck the eyeball right out of that. Everyone else about throws up. It's great. Getting involved in ministry. Being faithful in your church attendance. Spiritual men are respected by others. Who can find a faithful man, the Bible says? Kind of rare. There's a few of them around. Got a few of them here. Praise the Lord. Amen, ladies. A few of them here. 
The spiritual men are respected. Give honor to whom honor is due. You, you just have a way of honoring men who love the Lord and walk with God and have convictions. A good name, good testimony, good reputation is rather to be chosen than great riches. We need to be men prepared unto every good work. If we're good men, we will be respected by others. Amen? Amen. I respect good men. Better to die with conviction than to live with compromise. I want to tell you something. I hate compromise. I hate it. And when I see a man who is a man of compromise, I totally lose my respect for that man. When I see a man that has convictions, even though I may not agree with his convictions, I respect him for the fact that he has some convictions. Someone with convictions stands out in the crowd. We've got too many around us who are compromising in this day and age. And having done all to stand, let us stand. <clears throat> the hoary head. The one with gray hair. It's a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. How many went on the website and saw um, that little collage of pictures going back to the founding of the church. How many? Did you enjoy that? Sunday night we went home and we mirrored. We have uh, Apple TV and so we mirrored it up on the TV screen and we watched it. I used to be pretty handsome. Shelly kept saying, look at dad, look at dad, look at dad. Sure was a whole lot thinner. Did you see that picture, you and I standing there when we were building the church? Did you see that picture, Jim? I didn't see it. You were a lot better looking, too. (laughs) Jim and I are standing there going over the plans, and wow, have we ever changed. The color of our hair, to me, was the most outstanding thing that changed. Phil had a lot more hair, but... But as the hair leaves, or as it turns gray, we should be found more righteous in our lives. Hasn't been great to get older together? Number nine. Spiritual men lead as an example of righteousness. If it be found in the way of righteousness, I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done unto you, Jesus said. Paul said, you have us for an example. Have a pattern of good works. Be an example, even young men. Amen. 
You know, I think we expect the older men to be that way. But when a younger man is an example of righteousness, wow, that is so powerful. Be followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Take up his cross and let's follow him. Look at this picture. I want you to look closely at this picture. I was looking for a picture online that went along with this point. And I thought, that's a, that's a good picture right there. But it's time for men to man up. So I'm going to use that picture. So I grabbed that picture and I put it into my PowerPoint and then I noticed the bracelet. Do you see what it says on the bracelet? FBC Youth Group. That's a picture of Ben. Don't you think it's time for men to man up? This is King David on his deathbed. I have referred to this how many times? But he gathers everyone around. Solomon's right there. And I can just imagine he's holding his father's hand as David is drawing his last breath. Now the days of David drew nigh that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. It's the way it is. We live and we die. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself. What? It's time for men to man up. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies. It is written in the law of Moses that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. And David passes into eternity. I can't imagine if the Lord would so be gracious to allow me to be on my deathbed and have my seven sons standing around me and all of my grandsons, which could be maybe about a hundred by the time <laughs> I get there. But if I have the chance to draw my last breath, I'm going to say these words that David said to his son Solomon to my children. Number 10, spiritual men make wise decisions. They know how to seek the Lord. As long as he sought the Lord, the Lord made him to what? Able to make wise decisions. If we lack wisdom, we ask God for it, and he said he'll give it to us. The Lord giveth wisdom. See then that you walk circumspectly. Be very careful the way you live your life. Not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil.
spiritual men know how to make wise decisions in life. They know what direction to go. Number 11, spiritual men know how to communicate their faith. They are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. You know, I thought today when I was hearing all that's going on in our culture, our society, and that we're graduating socialists who are going to be leaders just in the next few years and where we're going as a nation, I thought, you know what? The only remedy to this is the gospel. (laughs) It is the only thing that will change a person's heart and make them a new creature. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you the reason, the hope that lieth within you. Communicate your faith. We got to do this much better than we're doing it. My tongue shall speak of thy righteousness. Let your light so shine. Shine for Jesus. Communicate your faith. I'm sorry, I see a lot of you are writing, taking notes. Maybe just jot down the verses and look them up later. Charles Spurgeon said this. He said, have you, you have never truly found Jesus if you do not tell others about him. Can anyone tell me who was the disciple that said to his brother, come on, we found him. Huh? Who was that? Andrew went and told Peter. We found him. Be men who can communicate effectively your faith. Number 12, and we're done. A spiritual man demonstrates courage to stand up under fire. Courage to stand up under fire. Be strong and of good courage. Men, stand up. Amen? Stand up. A lot of times we're afraid to stand up. Don't be afraid. Stand up. Having done all to stand, stand. Be steadfast. Be unmovable. Stand up for the Lord. Fellas, I'm frozen. Come on, thank you. Be bold for the Lord. With all boldness, magnify the Lord in your body, whether it be by life or by death. Do you mean tell me, Pastor, sometime if you stand up for the Lord, it may cost you your life? To die is gain. One of my favorite Bible stories. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You talk about standing up. 
and not bowing down. Into the fiery furnace. Spiritual men stand up under fire. Into the fiery furnace they went. But there was someone there with them. What a great story, amen? If we stand up, men, for our faith, I'll tell you something, Christ will always stand there with you. He'll strengthen you. Let's read these together and we'll be done. Are you ready? Spiritual men understand what is really important in life. Spiritual men focus on serving the Lord with the gifts, abilities, resources that the Lord has entrusted to them. Everyone read with me. Spiritual men know how to get along with others. Spiritual men are able to hold down a job and handle money wisely. Spiritual men are morally pure. Spiritual men provide protection for their families. Spiritual men lead their wives and children. Spiritual men are respected by others. Spiritual men lead as an example of righteousness. Spiritual men make wise decisions. Spiritual men know how to communicate their faith. And spiritual men demonstrate courage and stand up under fire. Question, are you a spiritual man? If not, you can be. And that decision needs to be made tonight. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.